Hello and welcome to another episode, episode 79 of the My Fancy Zamboni podcast. It's only right if we say hey or welcome in again, because we are now back from an away trip in Denmark. Uh, and we are joined again by a full roster. We'll jump straight into the introductions for that. So Dave, wearing the uh, infamous tour t-shirt that I'm sure if anybody's seen on our social media, they will have seen by now. Good evening. Um, Good evening. I'm not going to ask you the normal question. I'll let the others ask. Um, but yeah, um, just about recovered voice-wise. Um, a lot of singing, a lot of uh, laughing, a lot of um, entertainment had. Um, I'm sure we'll go on to all the, uh, the, the, the stuff that we can actually talk about. Um, but uh, glad to be back, glad to be talking about it. Um, yeah, what a weekend that were. What a weekend it was indeed, mate. What a weekend it was. Uh, we're also joined, obviously, by Mr Andy Stafford. Andy, how are we doing today? I'm not too bad, thank you. Uh, just about, I think, go back to normal levels in terms of alcohol out of the system uh, and all that. Uh, just, I mean, like only just. Uh, but how are you, sir? I mean, I'd like to say I'm recovered from the weekend. Uh, I mean, I'd be able to say that with more confidence if I wasn't currently walking on crutches. But um, no, no, you haven't. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm I'm all right, mate. The voice is back. Um, I don't think the 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 intention to start drinking quite so heavily is quite back there yet. But you know. I think this is the first podcast, unless Andy, you've got a drink. I think this is the first podcast that we've. You have. I have. Oh, there we go. He's not letting the team down. So Andy, <laughs> you're the only person in this podcast that's drinking non-soft drinks today. Would have thought it. I'm, I'm not counting Dave Shandy as a uh, as an no. alcoholic drink. No. Um, <laughs> so no, that's what we like to hear, mate. Uh, last but not least, we have the Toothless Wonder. We have the man who can not only have an asthma attack on the plane on the way to Denmark, but can also have an asthma attack at the boarding gate on the way back from Denmark. We're obviously talking about <laughs> Mr. Gareth Dutton. Gareth, how are we doing? I'm good, thanks, Jones. Keeps keeping you on your feet, you know, like you're... Oh, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time you're for your convalescence. Touche, touche. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, Gref, I thought you looked fantastic in the, the Sheffield Star with, as a Sheffield fan. And that was yes, Monday, Tuesday. I'm giving uh, Gref the Captain Ding Dong treatment. Captain Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful treatment. <laughs> no, it's got to give it some spruce up with the no more riffraff that are in the star. True, like very true. <laughs> I like the fact that you got we got some comments about the fact we were wearing shorts, which I thought was quite <laughs> was quite good. Pictures standing in the rink in Denmark in winter in shorts. Has to be done. Has to be done. Warm top, cold bottom. It's fine. That's why. That's why. In a very weird way of speaking. Um <laughs> Before we head towards the Denmark uh, weekend or week or whatever uh, time frame, we'll just quickly run through first the fixtures that have been 
and gone whilst we've been away. Uh, so firstly, we've got the games in the league starting on the Saturday, the 13th of November. The Storm beat the Stars 4-3. The Flyers beat the Blaze 6-2. And then on the Sunday, the Steelers lost to the Devils 5-0. Uh, Belfast beat the Stars 4-1. And Guildford beat the Flyers 6-1. The following Friday, you've got the Storm beating the Blaze 5-2. And Dundee losing 6-4 to the Devils. Uh, and Saturday the 20th, Guildford beat Dundee 7-1. Uh, and Belfast beat Manchester 7-2. Uh, and then Sunday the 21st, we've got Nottingham losing out to the Clan 3-2. Uh, Nottingham had a two-goal lead on that as well. Clan came back from 2-0 down. Belfast beat the Storm 6-2. And the Flyers lost to the Devils 4-2. Last league game was Tuesday the 23rd. Guildford beat Glasgow 4-2. Uh, going just back to the Challenge Cup. Only a couple of games to mention. Panthers lost to the Steelers 3-1. Uh, Devils beat the Flames 4-3 in a shootout. And the Storm beat the Panthers 7-3. Um, yeah, we're not going to do as usual. <clears throat> we're not going to pick out a fixture. Because quite frankly, none of us have been particularly bothered about domestic competition over the last couple of weeks. Um, so I'm going to skip straight past that. We are going to do something a little bit different in that this week we are going to jump straight into docs. Um, because quite frankly, it's the only real interesting bit of domestic competition this week because uh, they've been busy. So the first thing I'll mention is from the, the week before we went to Denmark. And the first one that we saw was in the Premier Sports game between Dundee Stars and Belfast Giants. Kyle Haas received a three-game suspension for charging. Uh, I'll throw that straight out to you guys. What did we think? Don't play. And um, yeah, <laughs> not not the wisest of moves. Um, you, 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 you could tell he was up for for hitting someone. He steamed out that box with steam, um, going out of his ears, and yeah. He was just going for it and it's just done. That's it for me. It's, there's no other way to describe it. I did like the phrase, he steamed out of the box with steam. Sorry, just... just. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the steam. <laughs> Brilliant. So spawn there. He's, like, he's come out of the party box, gone straight at him and hit, like, tried to like hit him into like another time zone. It's what time zone was it though? Uh, I don't know. Probably Australian time. I think it's, I think it was Western Australian time. It was. I mean, if it wasn't like a straight hit to the head, from which it looked like it was when you paused it, it, it would have been like, okay, that's not and too bad of a hit. It's still a bad hit, but not as bad as it should have. But we thought it was going to be, and then. You see that and you're like, oh, come on now. I mean, he's, a, he's pretty much getting the repeat offender tag time after time now. I think he is trying to be London Springer. Yeah, it's stupid. Uh, I've, I've never seen anyone quite a box like and, and skate the hard before straight into someone's path, you know, just, just incredibly silly. Uh, it, it was almost like, you know, the moment where the Kyoto the coyote finally gets the uh, the uh, Rodrin off guard and then just absolutely just levels him. So yeah, it was just stupid, stupid play. I must have missed that episode of Roadrunner. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, just, I can't disagree, gents. Absolutely stupid play. You could tell that he got a point to prove. He was annoyed about the penalty. Um, it was a pretty stupid penalty to take in the first place. And then he comes straight out of the box, straight through uh, straight through his man. I can't remember who it was. Who was the guy that he hit? Oh, Boucher. Boucher, Boucher, whatever. Me, Boucher, yeah. Uh, you know, he loads up, he gets his hands up. It looks to me like he makes some head contact. It looks to me like he tries to leave his feet into the hit. Just dumb. I mean, the the definition of charging that they've given is charging shall mean the actions of a player who, as a result of distance travelled, shall violently check an opponent in any manner. Um, one of the key things that used to be, as far as I'm aware, and, and that's that's the definition on the Elite page, uh, I don't know about it directly from the rule book, but my my understanding of the previous rule for charging was it was, it was to do with uh, still having your feet moving into the hit as well, which obviously he didn't. He slowed his feet down and glided into the hit, uh, but the distance travelled already meant he was hitting him at a million mile an hour and he just went straight through him. Um, fair play to Darcy Murphy for dropping the gloves. and Well, I don't even think he dropped the gloves really. He just got hold of him, but uh, yeah, just a stupid move. I think we could pretty much cap it off at that. We know that by now what Kyle Haas seems to be about. Uh, he's called fans out on Twitter, which I'm surprised we've not seen him get a fan uh, a fine for. Um, yeah, he, he just hit him. He hit him so hard he turned him inside out. So honestly, um, yeah, daft it, daft it. Um, the next that we that we've got, and in fairness, I mean three of us were. Three of us were at the game, I think. Uh, it was Keaton Ellaby in the 5-0 loss to the Cardiff Devils for the Steelers. Uh, absolutely horrendous hit from Ellaby. Um, I think, uh, I don't know which Steelers player it was that already hit Duggan on the boards. Ellaby comes in, makes straight shoulder-to-head contact. Not even any instance of body contact there at all. Uh, and he's been given two matches for an illegal check to the head. Throw it over to you guys again. He's lucky it was two games. Um, again, another dumb play. It, I felt he could have slowed down the impact of the hit, knowing that the, the other player again, I can't remember who, who'd already made the initial hit on Duggan. Um, but yeah, just another dumb play. Um, we, we, we've been trying to get them type of hits out of the game. Um, it just... Okay, you could say he misjudged it because he expect, didn't expect the first person to hit him. He still had the chance to to um, prevent himself from uh, making a hit. So, never mind. But again, lucky it's only two games. Could have been a lot more. I'd have thought it would have been a lot more than two games. I think it was Sam Jones as well that actually... It was. It. I've just been watching the video to try and see who yeah. it was. <laughs> And it's just one of those stupid moments where you're down by a good few, fair amount of goals in your own rink and you just lose your temper pretty much and he's just gone and just lost his head. Should it, uh, he definitely could have pulled out, I think, could have pulled out of it maybe, or even at least loosened the, the blow to the hit. But still, I don't. I think it should have been more than the two games. And I think a lot of people on social media, I love the place, for that as well. Yeah, again, very lucky it's not more. 
Uh, I, I don't know what was going through his head at the time. I mean, uh, for a former ex, for for a former NHL, you expect a lot better than that. A guy of his skill, you know, he's he's played in in best league in the world for a while. You should know that when a player is in that sort of precarious position that he was in, they should know that you know you you got to slow down and uh, think twice about what you're doing. And obviously he didn't. He just followed through on on, on what he his, his intention was, and obviously a very very dangerous hit. Uh, and that's you know that's where I've got to wear my flag because just 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 such a a dumb thing to do, really dumb thing to do. Yeah, I I just I can't get my head around this. I I. Dave, you were stood next to me at this point, and I don't think you saw the hit at the time, or you didn't quite see the the extent. No, of I didn't it. see the hit. No, but you were just like, "Oh, geez, oh," I'm like, "What's just gone off here?" It's like, just wait to see the replay. Straight, like, straight away, I was like, "That's a dop span. He's he's gone." Um, I'm quite surprised. I didn't think he'd have been able to play in Denmark. So I thought if you were suspended in domestic league, you couldn't play in double IHF tournaments. But apparently, that wasn't the case. But I just can't see what's going through his head. I think he's got plenty of time to pull out of the hit. I think actually, if you if you watch the video, his his head seems to be pretty much zoned in on Duggan's head the whole way through the hit. It's almost like he's frustrated at the scoreline, and he's just gone for it. Um, I mean, as Sam Sam Jones makes the contact, he's facing dead on towards Duggan with his feet apart, not moving his feet. So he could easily have turned his skate away. He could easily have stopped. He could have directed his hit to the shoulder or to the body. And even then, I suspect he's getting a penalty for boarding, but I suspect it wouldn't be as far as supplemental discipline if he made the hit. I just can't see what's gone on here. And I don't understand how Dops have just given him a two-match ban. Um, I mean, if we break them down and compare the two that we've just spoken about, I don't know what you guys think. The first, my first instance is to think that they're the wrong way around. Uh, if you then take into account the fact that Kyle Haas has got an extra match ban for being a repeat offender, that then breaks them down to being two matches each, uh, which to me, I can just about see it for Kyle Haas's hit, but for, for Keaton Ellaby, I mean, he's lucky he's not facing five plus because the, the, the level of head contact in that hit is, is, is disgusting. It genuinely is disgusting. It's coming from a Steelers ban. It's absolutely disgusting. Um, I've seen people saying that we should be getting rid of him. I wouldn't be going that far. Um, but, yeah, ludicrous hit. Um, anything else to add on LB or Hash? Just just putting them together because they were on the same weekend. Uh, then the following week, we have a man who's only just come back from his previous DOP suspension. Uh, Mr Nathaniel Halbert, Manchester Storm v Coventry Blaze. Halbert comes in with another pretty disgusting hit. Um gets himself a too much ban for boarding. So one thing I'll break down just before I throw that over to you guys, similar to Haas, uh, that's a one match ban for boarding, which is pretty consistent with the previous ban for boarding given out. Uh, and then a one match ban for being a repeat offender. I'll throw it over to you. Again, another dumb play. Um, it's kind of rinse repeating what we're describing. Um, but yeah, he's, 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 these, these repeat offenders, it's, it's been a bit of a stain on the records. Uh, and you just don't, you don't want to see this um, building up. You know, we've now got two or three repeat offenders already, and it, yeah, I, I just don't get the kind of the the number of dumb players we see at the moment. And 
I say we watched it the breakdown of the, the band from uh, Luke Fisher whilst we was uh, was we on the way back from the rink in the park or was we sat in the Irish bar? Was it in the Irish bar? Yeah. Um. Yes, we were. And again, it's just, it's just kind of like why the the, the play doesn't make sense. Like Ellenby's on like like Hass's to a degree makes no sense. Um. But hey ho, repeat family's got two games. The, the 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 numbers are consistent from Dops. Whether the numbers are good enough. I think that's a totally different conversation. Uh, watching the the video with you guys, we all went straight away. That's a stupid play. Like Brady gets the puck, backhands it to the blue line. A few seconds later, gets a cross check to the back, straight into the boards. It's like that's definitely a a throw me out of the pram type moment. I think it was like the, probably the third period, they're losing 3 2, so they're only down by a goal. And he goes, do, does something stupid like that. I'm pretty sure Danny Stewart would have definitely have had a go at him for it. Because that's pretty much could, could have cost them the game. Oh, well, they lost anyway, but they definitely did cost them the game. <laughs> and that's points you don't want to be losing. Especially when it could cost you being out of the title race or out of the playoffs. From what I remember of the hit, uh, which isn't a whole lot, I'll be honest with you, <laughs> from seeing it. Um, from what I can remember of it, um, yeah, just just disgusting. Again, it, it's like, it's that trend that we've seen recently of just things that were no there was no need to do with them no need to make hits like this and maybe this is you know where dops have to have to increase these bands now because it's happening more and more often than i can still remember in in such a short time in in the elite league and i'm literally talking within weeks of each other having dops every week for that for quite a while now is this where they've got to step up and give hand out more more frequent bands or higher bands because it it just seems too frequent for me right now. So yeah, just disgusting hit and uh, just like the others, plenty of time to make that decision. But he's had to just stick with it and obviously the horrible hit resulted in it. So yeah, just terrible. Kind of putting a stain on the Coventry players, the amount of suspensions they're getting. It is, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a stupid hit. Um, you know, like Dave, like we've already said, there's consistency in the numbers they're giving. It's just for me, the numbers aren't adequate. And Andy, like you've just highlighted, mate, that it's happening far too much, far too regularly. And I suspect that is because of how inadequate the bands are at the moment, because players can take that liberty knowing that they're only going to get one or two games. Um, the, the bit that I don't understand with this is if you read the actual the description of it, he says it says it is important to note that Halbert is fully in control of this play. It's generally speaking what they've said in it anyway. From the moment he hits the bottom of the circle 
Halbert sees nothing but Brady's numbers. This is not a case of a player turning his back immediately prior to contact in a way that turns a legal hit into an illegal one. So they're even saying that Brady has, it's not a case that the guy's turned and it's an unfortunate play. Brady's actually, you know, Halbert's actually skated all the way down the ice, seeing Brady's numbers and still gone into the hit. So what I don't get with that is, why is that, if we take take away the one match for a repeat offender, why is that still only a match ban? If, If Brady had turned into the boards at the last second before the hit and being put face first into the boards, we'd still be looking at a boarding call, but we'd probably be sitting here going, it's an unfortunately timed hit. You know, there was no intention behind it. He's hit him, tried to hit him shoulder to shoulder. He's turned. And the league seemed to be making that distinguishment that actually that would have been, you know, a less a lesser hit. So why is this still only a one-match ban for boarding? Surely seeing the numbers all the way down the ice gives him more intent, which gives it more more games. I just, I, I don't know. It's another episode of us saying that we think Dobbs have been inadequate, which I just think we're going to see more and more and more until they start to step it up. Uh, I mean, I've, I I don't know about you guys. I, I, I've argued with a few people on Twitter about various things with, with some of these bands, particularly the LB one. I was trying to argue with a Steelers fan that, well, in fact, actually, he mentioned our favourite player. He mentioned Springer. This was in the Orange Army page on Facebook, and he actually turned around and said, um, Ellaby shouldn't have got a, th- a two-match ban because Springer's not been banned in the past. And you sit there and try and go, what's that got to do with anything? He was going, it's to do with consistency. And yeah, yeah it's just it's, uh, yeah, a long a long debate. But yeah, I just I I can't see it. He's right in that in that Dops need to be more consistent in what they're giving. Uh, this seems to be about the only consistent thing that they've done, and to me, it's consistently wrong. So. Yeah, not really much more to add on that. Anything else on Dops? Uh, any of the three suspensions, anything like that? No? Right, okay, no problems, boys. So we will move to the topic of the day, which is, of course, the trip that we've all just returned from, uh, from the wonderful land of, of Denmark and from Aalborg and a, a short stay in, in Copenhagen. Um, I, I'm just going to throw it straight out to you guys straight away. Planes, trains, and automobiles, it felt like at the beginning. Um, we're only missing a boat, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Um, which could have, we could have actually done that had we got over there via a different uh, city. Um, superb weekend um, on a few different levels. On, on ice, I felt Sheffield couldn't do any more than they did with the resources available. You go into the, the, the tournament, three games in three days is bad enough at the best of times. When you're hampered already with the stupid rule of 19, and that was, you know, magnified to the nth degree last weekend. And I really do hope, for the grace of God, come next season, those teams who voted that we need to shrink the benches use a brain cell. Just one. And I'm not asking for much. Get back to four line hockey just for the elite league. Never mind teams who'll be in Europe. Because what you saw there, the, the Steelers gave everything with you know, you're missing Valorant, you're missing Dowd, you're missing Eberle. And by mid second period, you're missing Connolly, who by all accounts could be done for the season. Um, 
and you then you restricted on numbers because the league is just a bit concerned, a bit worried, or some teams a bit worried. Baffles. But, you know, great game against Alborg. They held on towards the end of it. And I felt the play of the, of the weekend was a guy that privately we've kind of spoke, me, Joe and, and Andy about, who's not been the same as he has been, but really stepped up to the play the weekend gone was DeLuca. Um, I got the member says he got the game winner against Alborg. Um, and you know, you, you saw good performances across the board. There weren't a player that let himself down. Um, Brost and Cernovic, uh, Brost probably his best games, uh, for the Steelers. Uh, loved his um conversation whilst on the bench with the Lip Riga player who thought it was uh, clever to throw some dirty hits. Um, and yeah, you know, you went to the Gommel game and I said to Gref. You're watching Warp and you're just like, geez, that's a heavy bench, tall, fast. And you're just kind of in the back of the going, oh, dear. They have the numbers. They have the speed. For whatever reason, Sheffield struggled against teams from Belarus. And it, yeah, everyone was disappointed after that game. But the, the, the reflection of what was achieved by the team to, to win the first two games and then miss out on goal difference. You can't say anything. You know, they, you could very easily, you watch that and be proud of that performance. Um, off the ring, I tell you, it was very, it was an old school way trip. And when I say old school, and we're talking probably going early nineties, where you, you go in your little groups to travel to, you know, Belfast or Scotland weekends or the, or the country cup. And irrelevant if you knew the people or not, you just, you all got involved. You, you wear the same covers. Apart from your Griff, apart from your tour T-shirt, and you just you just sang, you you just got behind the team. The, the camaraderie. I I've not been to an away trip for a long time like that. I mean, you go to like Belfast weekend, and it's this is our group, and we're staying with our group. Oh, do you want to talk to us? We don't want to talk to you. You're not in our group. Go away. That that, that atmosphere has been there for a bit. You didn't have that. We we was in. Um, one of the Irish bars on the Thursday night, and there was a table of about 10 of us. I knew one person that was Joe at the time. I knew of about a couple of people I've spoke to a couple of times. And basically that table was very mixed of people that no one knew the other. And I'd asked him, do you know him? No, no, we just do the Sheffield fans. But you just got on the conversation and, and the singing. Um, and to some of the dancing, there was some dodgy dancing, um, not by me. I... I Certainly, just didn't get involved in that, but you just had that flow of this is everyone's on the same team, so everyone you just got to get on, and and it was great. You, you know, you had the the good vibes area, which let's be clear, yes, good vibes, good vibes, a lot of good vibes. Um, and you, you just you'd sit down and then you'd see someone like as I said, there were people that were in front of us, who I've never who I never saw. And then within a period of something, you're talking and you're having a drink with them, and it just it was great. Um, so from that perspective, you know, are the fans credit, you know, numbers wise, and, and I'll be clear when I'm saying this, numbers wise, it's not the normal that we take across for a country cup or a CHL European trip. But with reflection on all the COVID restrictions and, and the faff around and the lateness of knowing fans could actually go to the games. A, a fantastic turnout and, and, and every single fan you know did the club um, and the country proud you know the, the Alborg fans loved us absolutely loved us and 
I always remember hearing stories of, of old European trips to, I think once to Hamelina um, in Finland, where the fans just got on so well. And I felt that with the Arborg fans. Like on the Saturday, we, we, we the four of us, um, before Joe went skating on ice, um, we'd sit with the Arborg fans and cheer for them. Sunday, um, they repl- you know, they replicated it and they sat wheels. And you just had that very that back and forth camaraderie. We just, you know, especially when we've not been able to go to these trips or anything like that, to have all this outstanding. Um, and Alborg, you know, the best hosts. I've been to a number of European trips in Double IHF World Champs with Ref. I can't think of a, of a team or country I've been so good hosts. You know, from I'm not saying it's free. But the free beer that they they gave to us, there were a couple of occasions we'd go, and they, and one of them I went, I we'd, we'd go for, man, and there was an extra one that you, I was asked for, and I'm like, I've not asked for that one. No, no, that's our way of saying thank you because you've brought that many people across. We're delighted with you. Probably the money that we put behind uh, the counter in beer and hot dogs. Um, but just you had that the, at the end of the Sunday, the club decided to give all the fans vouchers for for drinks. Um, and also one that I think I'll let Joe go into, but just there are just a number of examples where the hospitality were just second to none. Um, and we're leaving on, on the train to Copenhagen going, when are we going back to Alborg? Are we going to go back for the Connor Cup final? Um, that's just that connection between the sets of fans. And even walking out, and you know we're walking out going, right, it's done, we can't make it, Al- uh, Alborg have destroyed Riga. And you see the amount of people that were putting their hands out, thank you for coming to Twalborg. We've loved having you here. Thank you very much. Don't know what your guys thought, but I, I've never been to somewhere. We just had that warmth, that, that warmth hosting that you kind of gone all the effort to get this trip, as in the group that we was in, all the documentation for COVID protocols and everything that made it worth the while. Just admit, as a, I'll go for the neutral perspective <laughs> right here. You wasn't neutral. I was High five. Neutral. He's not a neutral. You wasn't neutral. Let's, let's just let's just clarify that now to all the listeners. Gareth Dutton wasn't neutral. He wore orange all weekend. He Definitely wasn't neutral. Did not. Oh, I think you did. No, I think there was one game where he didn't. I think that's what he's alluding to. We're not, we're not letting him off. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Tall t-shirts. Had to be done. Never said what was that it, so he was wearing orange. What, what colour were they? Yeah, they were orange, unfortunately. I didn't have a say. 3v1. The photo I've got of you with your tall t-shirt, you was loving the tall t-shirt. I was loving Four the v- fight. 4v1. Yeah, we don't count Swifty. <laughs> I don't think Stafford does after the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Let's see, you've got your glasses on, Andy. Yeah. Is the bag the right way around now, by the way? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, do not know. <laughs> Just a bit. The one thing I did love the most was being able to sing our anthem on foreign soil. I've not been able to do that for well since we beat France. 
that was, I mean, minus the fact that they played the slowest national anthem going. Oh, yeah, the slowest. But just everything about it, it was really good. I mean, I'm even getting, yeah, I'm getting songs that thrown at me as well. But I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Going on songs about Lyndon Springer, Manchester, the lot. It was fun. Yeah. What was it? Gref is a stealer. And it was uh, a bit of laughs. And this is coming from people that I actually had heard of from you guys, from stories, but I'd never really met. They are obviously Alborg fans. They were top-notch. Especially, obviously, the person that helped you out, Joe. And then, oh, obviously, the the woman behind the kiosk as well. Yeah. With the ice pack, that was top-notch. Even she said we had to come back. And we have to support Alborg. And we're like, well, we've all bought merch here, so definitely. It was just a crazy weekend. Crazy, what, five days? Yeah. It's brilliant. It, for, uh, what? I guess it probably all, oh yeah, be all of our first trip out of the UK in two years. What a trip it was. Unfortunately for you guys, you didn't get through to the final, but that still didn't stop us going, you know what? We still want to go to the super final. Too right. Brilliant. I mean, even the, what was it, three Riga fans, minus how intoxicated one of them was, still <laughs> a, a good laugh. He's playing to himself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> The elbow stain. <laughs> um, oh, just what a week. Uh, what a week away that was. Just, you know, it's was, it was, it's been a few that we've done collectively. Uh, and, and also some we've done uh, with other people. Uh, but as a group, and a, a group like ours, you know, it, it, it was just fantastic company for a start. But, you know, just to be in, in a city like Alborg, who... You know, I didn't really think it was going to be much. I thought it was going to be very similar to uh, to, to Rungstead, uh, but no, it, it, it wasn't. It was it's not it's an amazing city, especially with all the lights and uh, all all the Christmas decor up. Uh, absolutely beautiful place, and uh, you know, it, it, even though the uh, arena is fairly far out, you know, it's it's not clearly it's not very near to the city. Uh, it's at least a 20 minute bus ride away but still you know just everything about Allbot is amazing the people top notch uh, especially the pe- people at the arena uh, they could not be more accommodating to us Tretter's like one of their own and just amazing people anything you wanted they were there so massive massive shout out to, to them as, as well as the Pirates fans uh just fantastic hockey as well. And then we got to see uh, a few more 
uh, games apart from Steelers, we got to see uh, Riga and um, Arbog, as well as Arbog playing Gommel. But just fantastic, you know. And as for the Steelers games themselves, I think we did very, very well considering. You know, we, with missing Valorant, Dow, Debole, you know, three massive key players of the Sheffield side, it was always going to be difficult. Uh, we had we had brought in Valdix, but you know, uh, not quite the same as 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 M3 being there. So it's massive loss having having those out to start with. But I think the first two games, you know, we, we controlled it pretty well. Uh, the first two periods, of both games, uh, we had most possession, the most chances, and and we took them. Uh, but both third periods of of the games, I think we slacked off a little bit. But you know that does happen. Uh, but we found a way to uh, to shut the door at the end and get the empty netter against Allborg on on the Friday, and then managed to close it out on on the Saturday against Riga. Uh, Gommel, yeah, like Dave said, you know, we've been there before in Rungstead with Unost, uh, a, a very fast uh, team. These Belarusians like a like a live stream of the VPN, very very fast. Uh, just got to put our caps out to them because you know they had a lot of uh, talent on, on that squad. They were very fast. There was quite a lot of them as well, at least 22, 23. Uh, but no, it was just, just a fantastic uh, weekend. That was a hockey. Very disappointing. Obviously, we didn't get through, but um, again, the All Bull fans, absolutely incredible. And uh, very uh, appreciative of, of, of us coming over and supporting the team, but also very appreciative of us joining them uh, for the game against Gommel on the Saturday. Uh, it, it was quite strange because they looked at us like, what are you doing, what are you doing in our block? And then uh, we, we just suddenly started chanting uh, Albo and Pirates and, and all their chants. And then like, oh, OK, you, you're cheering for us. Thank you. And then obviously they repaid the favour on, on the Sunday. Unfortunately, not, not the result that we wanted. But, you know, just the whole rink staff in Albo, amazing. You know, you, you, you could not have been better host for a start. Never had that anywhere else, I don't think. So, you know, that's another big reason why we want to go back. Uh, that's a massive part of it, uh, but yeah, great weekends. Uh, obviously, congrats, congratulations to Gommel and uh, Obo for going through. Uh, very close on goal difference, but um, they're the sort of games you want. You want them to be close. No team, no team, absolutely wiped the floor with anyone. It was so close all the way throughout, and for me, they're the best tournaments. Obviously. You've still got that heart in your mouth moment seeing the last game of the day on a Sunday because obviously that would have determined whether we whether Steelers went through or got knocked out and obviously uh, it was the latter. So yeah, unfortunately not to go through, but you know just the place of all ball, the the trip itself, uh, the company of of you three and Swifty as well, and of course Sharon. And Mandy and Mark, just absolutely amazing. So uh, a great trip, guys. So thank you for for being a, a massive part of that. Jeez, uh, thanks, Sandy. Wow. You're very welcome. Wrong podcast. Uh, I don't think much more that we can uh, that I can add to that. To be fair, gents. I mean, well, obviously, as far as the results went, Gom will be Riga in the first 
game 3-1. Steelers beat the Pirates 3-1. Uh, Steelers then went to beat Riga 3-2. Gomel lost to the Pirates 5-2. That was the killer game for the uh, for the Steelers in the end. Uh, then Gommel beat the Steelers 4-0 with one of those being an empty net. And then the Pirates absolutely demolished Riga after they went ahead. And we had about 10 minutes of hope. <laughs> uh, which came very swiftly crashing down um, with a 7-2 win for the Pirates. But, you know, I, I mean, at the end of this weekend, gents, the, the, the results are almost moot. They almost don't matter. I mean, it was, a, it was a fantastic weekend. It was great to get out of the country, like you guys have said, first time in two years to actually just leave the country and go somewhere else, uh, even if that place did have holes in the coins that you were paying with, because um, that still can't get over how weird that is. Um, even if you're standing at the bar dividing things by eight as you become more intoxicated to try and work out if you paid a good beer price or not. Um but no, absolutely fantastic. I mean, the actual the actual place itself. Obviously, we spent a day in in, in Copenhagen first. Um, frequented the local K Circle petrol station, uh, and that's about <laughs> about as much as we'll say say about that for my Ingrid's sake. Yeah. Um, Bacardi breezes were readily available, which is exactly what we wanted to see as per the tour T-shirts. Bacardi breeze and massive were officially on tour. Um, and then we get the four and a half hour train, and even the four and a half hour train wasn't boring. You know, amazing views. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, amazing views. Yeah, great views. Um, great drinks, great company. Um, made it a very, very quick train journey. In fairness, and then we get to Alborg and wasn't quite what I expected. I agree with you, Andy. I kind of expected something similar to Rungstead in kind of not really a lot, a lot going on. Uh, you swiftly get there and decide that you need to check out the local Mallorca bar. Uh, you swiftly go into the local Mallorca bar and decide never to go to the local Mallorca bar ever again. Um, a star on TripAdvisor. I mean, in fairness, it was 50 crown for a, for a Heineken. So that's not too bad, but yeah. Um, but no, do you know that the, 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 the town itself was absolutely fantastic. The lovely hotel that we had as well. So kudos, Dave, for that one. Um, and then you get to the rink and oh my god like the rink itself was so much better than I expected um, seeing it was nice firstly nice to have terraces but then you see it's on two floors um, much much bigger than the Rungstead rink that we had much more beer available which was the best part about the whole trip I think not having to drink Carlsberg throughout the games um, and then you get to the people and it's like you guys say, I mean, within 30 seconds of walking through the door, somebody had come up to us and started talking to us. And within two minutes, my mum had swapped a scarf with someone because they wanted some Steelers merch. Uh, and I think that was pretty much a statement of intent on how the rest of the weekend was going to go. All their fans were coming and talking to us. We were getting buses home from the from the games. Whereby, I mean, if it was a football game, there'd be fights on the buses with what we were like and on, on those buses, chanting all the way, start to finish about Steelers. And the Alborg fans were carrying on. They were they were joining in. By the third day, we were actually getting them to start the chants, which was just flabbergasting. But yeah, the the people were absolutely fantastic. Um, and yeah, like you guys have already said, you know, they wanted us to go back. We we were saying to them towards the end, like, good luck in the final. You know, we might come and watch it and support you guys. And they were like, oh no, you've got to. We loved you. Uh, you know, you didn't stop for all all the way through. Um. You know, they were absolutely fantastic. I mean, on a personal side, and I'll say it before you guys do, so yes, Joe fell over in a conga line. Um, it wasn't quite as simple as just falling over in a conga line, in fairness. It was more of a uh, a past little, well, an injury that I did six years ago. Um, and it, it decided to creep up as we were doing the conga around the, uh, around the arena. Uh, and I went down 
hobbled my way around the arena, got some ice from someone. Someone else came up to me with a uh, with a first aid kit and helped me out there. And then as I hobbled out towards the bus, I got given a free pint by someone else behind the bar who just said, you look like you need a pint. There you go on the house. Uh, and then to top it all off, there's a guy standing at the other side of the bar that says, well, you know, what happened? And I explained and said, you know, I can't really stand. I think I've done the ligaments in my ankle again. And he said, oh, do you need crutches? And I said, yeah, um, don't know where to get them from. He was like, can you suggest anywhere in Olborg to get them from? He was like, oh, I've got some at home. I'll bring them to the next game. I was like, right, okay, fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, I really appreciate it. So he, he comes to the next game and brings them. And I said, oh, what do you want me to do with them? Do you want me to give you them back at the end of the game? Do you want to come and get them from the hotel tomorrow? And he said, oh, no, you need to get home. Keep them. I was just like, Dave, I think you summed it up the best with that, which was just like faith in humanity has just been a little bit restored there. That oh, was massively. unbelievable. But if ever there was a gesture that summed up what their fan base was like and how, how much of a reception that we got, I, I, I think that's it. Because all the way through, we were made to feel so welcome. Um, Andy, like you said, the, the weird looks that we got at first when we turned up in their block, and I was actually one of the—I was the first one to go into their block because I was the first one through the doors, and I walked through with my dad, and I said, "Oh, come on, we're going over there." And I'd got because we all bought Alborg merch, and we all bought some Alborg soccer jerseys, and I got that on, and I was like, "Come on, we're going over there." And all the fans were looking at us, seeing the orange shirts. I'd got mine around my waist. My dad was wearing his, and they were like, "Oh, what's what are these guys doing?" And I pointed at the shirt, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, no, we're supporting you guys." And they were like, "Oh, brilliant." All of a sudden, like the entire Steelers fan base pretty much ends up in the old board block. Um, and that just, again, just summarised the weekend. Um, just come mixing with all of the different fans, you know, the Riga fans, uh, the Gommel. Oh, no, no Gommel fans. Um, the Elborg fans, everybody um, from start to finish was fantastic. The hockey, like I say, is a moot point really by the end because the trip was just phenomenal for the for the fans and, and the town alone. But you know, I thought as a whole, if we're talking domestically, I thought the Steelers did a great job. Um, you know, two close games against Arborg and Riga uh, definitely kept you on the edge of your seat. And as much as they might not be the games that you enjoy watching at the start, they're certainly the games you enjoy watching in retrospect. So they definitely kept you entertained throughout the game, definitely kept you kind of concerned throughout the game. Um, you know, the game against Gommel was just a stretch too far for us. I mean, you're talking a team, and Dave, like you've said, the handicap that we already have with 19 players in our league. Uh, it's no surprise the two teams competing in the European leagues were the two that voted against reducing the roster sizes. Um, you know, you go into the tournament short of Valorant, uh, Dowd and Eberle, so three top players. Uh, you bring in Baldic, so fair enough, you're two players down, you're on a bench of 17, and then all of a sudden you lose... Connolly again, one of your top players, down to 16 players. You play in a bench of 22. A bench of 22 that probably had five reserves sat upstairs as well. You know, yeah. there was never a prayer that they were going to be playing less than 22 players a game. Um, and when you're playing a line down, there's not a lot you can do. Uh, you know, our guys, you could see it from where we were sat. Our guys put everything into those games. And unfortunately, they just they, sometimes it was a case that we couldn't string two passes. Sometimes it was that the bounces didn't go our way. Sometimes it was that they were getting to the puck first because we just didn't have the energy. Um, I don't think any of us walked away from that game saying that was that was pathetic. We should have done more. Um, you know, they really did put an effort in. And I don't know. I, I, I came away proud, proud of my team, boys. I don't I don't know what you thought, but that's that's exactly what I said when I came out. I'm proud of the effort that our team have put in there. 
No, I fully agree with that. And I think one of the aspects that we'll talk about in terms of social media from the weekend is I, I don't think a web, the webcast will give the full perspective of exactly the effort that was put in by the team because it's only it's only one view and, you know when you and this is only if you're looking to be at a live event you get you watch the game but you also get to see the bits away from it if that makes sense you get to see the bench and how you know things happen there just the little things that you get and you get a better more rounded perspective to go okay this is it this is what's happening um and i said that's not a criticism of those who watch on the webcast apart from a couple of people who went social media and thought it would be funny um you knew the effort that we've been put in. And the frustrating thing is, Valorant, Dow, Everly play against Gommel. We get a goal or two because we, like I say, we just couldn't get anything going. And it weren't because we weren't good enough. They were just naff all in the tank to put anything together. And we get the goals and we're in the final. I'm honest with that. As much as, you know, Gommel weren't as good as Yunus Mint. They were very good in they were, they were very you know they, they certainly waved the flag for Belarusian hockey. Um but I felt that with the players in we could have got the goals because had we lost by two goals, we're in the final. We just there was nothing and the goals if also as well, the goals that Gommel scored was lucky. Use that word that's probably more of an appropriate word. It was lucky there was a lot of lucky goals. It weren't like maybe one nicely played goal, but that's it. Um, but now, just yeah, you go to I, mean, I remember ten years ago against in Herning, and I left there going with the same format continental cup and thinking, you know, we could have done so much better. This, as a team, we are so much better. You know, what's this all about? This is a bit disappointing. Far, far from that. Leaving Alborg like you, Joe, very proud um, of everybody and the efforts put in. Um, you say it would be nice to make the final and kept the, the run of British teams in the final win, but it certainly went for the lack of trying. Yeah, it was fantastic performance by, by Sheffield. I mean, the key part, obviously, he's been so many players down already. Um, I don't know if Tony Smith was one of those who voted with uh, having the short and benches, but hopefully this will make him think twice next season, not just for... Sheffield, but for all teams in the league as well, because now they've been struggling with uh, having to look on the market for for reinforcements. So hopefully that that'll be uh, that'll be. I think that's I think the pass going forward. But you know, again, this is a Belarusian side and they are fast. So I think if we did play Gommel first, maybe we'd scrape through. Maybe. But, you know, it, it was just a game too far for, for Sheffield at the end. And uh, that was a, the decider, really. You know, they were already tired. You could see it from where we were. They were absolutely tired. We were making mistakes that we normally wouldn't see them make. And, and then that's when you know that, you know, fatigue really has set in here. So, great effort. Fantastic. There's not one player that I can, you know, say hasn't played well because they all have. They've all stepped up and had... A lot of them had the best games so far, especially Stoenovitz and Brust. So, no complaints here. Uh, a fantastic weekend, you know. Uh, even without the hockey, it was fantastic. But Jeffrey gave, gave us reasons to cheer and uh, still do going forward because they really put 
one hell of, of a performance into every game. Obviously, uh, going to be very upset and probably have a bit of a bit of taste in the mouth. But you know, we've got to take this uh, moment of, of of reflection in, in into the games going forwards, and hopefully, uh, this will give them something to uh, to sort of fight for in terms of the playoffs. Uh, and obviously, either or any of them getting into the uh, Champions League or Continental Club again. So, yeah, just a fantastic experience. And um, I don't know if you mentioned this yet, but a uh, massive thank you to Simon for getting his pants yeah. in because, yeah, that, that was a massive surprise when uh, we just said, oh, you're the MSA guys. And uh, obviously we said, yeah, and uh, I had the tall T-shirts on. And and just says, oh, well, I've got your ne- next uh, round, so... Very, very shocked, but thank you very much, Simon. Really, really appreciate it. You are the new GOAT. So, Joey Martin can do one. You're the new GOAT. <laughs> I think Andy's just skipped past about six things on the agenda. I had Simon written down for, like, the last as, like, an honourable mention at the end of the podcast. Oh, well, but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I work No, honestly, in fairness, gents, I think we'll all join in straight away and saying a big thank you to Simon. Um, yeah, a very, very nice surprise. Um, and yeah, very much appreciated. Next, the uh, the two hours of uh, intellectual conversation worthwhile. Yes, yeah, we'll go with that. I'm not sure what the podcast is listening to to get that, but um, still, hey, it's a free no. point. No complaints, no complaints. <laughs> But no, that was a that was a nice touch. But no, I you guys have said it all about being able to see the, the players getting tired and the, the the effort that the players are putting into the game. Um things like little things like the first game against Alborg, Connolly goes out early in the second period. Um within five minutes of that, DeLuca's taken a, a point shot straight to the leg and gone down, finished his shift, and you can see the agony that he's in on the bench. And then about two minutes after that, Justin Hodgman gets the same thing. And again, you can see the agony that they're both in on the bench. And I, I don't think Hodgman looked unlaboured at all throughout the rest of the tournament because of the amount of knocks that he was, shot blocks that he was throwing himself in front of. And I fully agree with you, Dave. I'm, I'm not aboard the, you weren't there, so you can't comment, Bush. But you've also got to appreciate that being there gives you a bit more insight into things. You know, you can't, the camera isn't sat looking at the bench the whole time. You can't see how depleted and how dejected a bench of players that physically can't do anything more to get into a game. And they're throwing everything at a game to try and get it. And they physically, everything they do just just doesn't turn out for them. And you could see the dejection on the bench. You could see the desperation from the players. We were right down, like, well, not ice level, but pretty much ice level. You could see the determination in every single player's face as they tried to break that puck forwards. Um, So, no, it doesn't give you, well, not being there doesn't mean you can't comment, but you have to appreciate what being there gives you. And I think that's that's the key thing that a lot of people don't appreciate on social media. But then again, you also then get your fans that think that I'm there so I can say that your your opinion is not valid. 
and you get your other fans that say, I'm not there, but I'm going to put my two pennies in and slag the team off and expect no backlash. And that's that's the other problem is that you've got to expect a bit of tit for tat. If you're going to go out on, on social media and say it was it was not good enough, say that we didn't put the effort in, I can't remember the exact words that we used. But expect some backlash, particularly from the guys that have seen the state of the players out there. There were some quality um, responses. Um, there's one that we can't obviously share, um, but was just absolutely 100% spot on in terms of just, just in essence, just shut up. But I think what, that account's been made up. It was a one account, a very active one on Sunday. It was a made up account just to be able to stir the pot. And you kind of like, I, I, I passed comment about this a couple of days ago. And it's like, oh, do you know what was great? It was great that actually fans gone, do you know what? We're going to sort our crap out. And we're going to self-police it. Now, yeah, people can go, because it's that old, that old fashioned, I'm allowed an opinion. Do you know what? Yes, you're allowed an opinion. But you know what also is allowed, ladies and gentlemen, is people to discuss your opinion and if they agree with it or not. Don't cry. Don't get upset. Don't play any cards that's, that allows you not to when people do that. I always say, if you're going to say this is rubbish, if you say this is rubbish because, as soon as that word because is used, you'll find middle ground because it then becomes more constructive. You then find, you know, you'll think it's ABC and I'll think XYZ, but you are finding some middle ground. The, what we saw on Sunday was this is rubbish. The end. And you just started, you, you could see different people going around. And what I, the point about, you don't know these people, and everyone's like, "Have you all seen this? Have you all seen?" And you go back and forth, and you see it around the fans after our game. It's like, "What the?" And I was like, "What are you saying?" And I was just—it was great to go. Do you know what? We're going to say enough. You're not. You're talking rubbish. You're talking absolute rubbish. Or other words we used. Um, I, I know because I did it myself, and I'm not ashamed of it. You know, because t- sometimes some people like to be edgy, like to try and be funny for the likes and the retweets had the backsides handed to him because it so it was actually quite embarrassing to go, you're a human being. Not a hockey fan, but you're a human being. And that's your way. If you're doing it just to get the bites, well, Merry Christmas, you got you got the bites, but you also got a reputation for being an idiot. And there was a few of them on Sunday on social media. Um, yeah, it's not about being happy clappers. There weren't any happy clappers at all. There was none of this, oh, it's all great. Nothing. Everyone was absolutely dejected. The photo of the team in front of the fans on the Sunday that's a team photo that none of them are going to are going to keep because the, the like you said Joe the, the the dejection on the face of it and in the fans everyone was just like just gutted but not this is garbage this it was just pure everyone was just so gutted so they're not happy clapper about it it was just, it was an appreciation of actually what was put out there by the team wearing our shirt you know on the ice our colours was represented very well. Off the ice in the stands, our colours were represented very well. Not sure the name was had that much favour done on Wednesday and Thursday, um, leading up to the weekend. And I suppose it's a point that we should cover. Um, maybe a bit of a moot mark, shall we say? But no one was there, was going, oh, this, oh, you know, we've lost, but oh, it's so wonderful. It's now. It was an understanding of what had been done, and the the number of people that were tweeting saying. Oh, it's rubbish. We should have we should have walked this. Now, yeah, I'll be honest with you. I expected us to beat Gomel. 
that's us beating Gobble with a full team. We didn't have a full team. Third game, three days. A bit of appreciation and a bit of using nous to go, okay, this isn't what we're gonna what you thought. We are like I said earlier on this podcast, we have Valorant, we have Dow, we have Evelyn that team, we score goals, we're in the final. Because that extra line would have given us the energy. Just couldn't have it. We just, and it weren't because we weren't good enough. Just physically just didn't players couldn't give more. So I think I think it's in fact I think it's time that some fans this generation of fans that just go and use social media just to wind up other fans and again, banter's great. Have that banter between about incidences from clubs and you know, be good with it. You know, honest humour is welcome. There was one that uh, a friend of ours we've had on the podcast for, Joe Neal, uh, had put up that I was sharing around about the 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 VPN issues and, and the, the webcasts. That was funny. It was well put together. You're fine with that. Not a problem. Some of the stuff that we were just that were just out there Sunday were just embarrassing. Uh, it, yeah, saw a few tweets and I don't know. It's it's just getting like we're saying social media every week now, isn't it? But I think that's just British hockey fans for you or starting for them is that they can't uh, keep something to themselves or do something to someone's face. It's always behind the keyboard and on social media, so that just gives them, I guess, their right to you know say something that doesn't really have a backup to it but I guess that's the way that British hockey is going at the minute and uh, just, I, I think we've just got to even do it because obviously giving them their time is just going to give them more reason to, to be keyboard warriors so yeah just stupid things and just need to think twice about what they're saying and if you've got to back up with anything then what's the point in saying, saying anything at all I mean the stream isn't a whole lot different to being there. You know, you're still saying this, seeing the same things that we are, even in person. But you know, you should know that being short, being short benched against a team like Gommel, a fast team, it's not always going to go well. It's not always going to go your way. With a few more bodies in, a few more goal scorers, a few more uh, players who work those dirty areas and, and you know, just play like I do, then we could have got through that. But, again, just so little players in, in three games in three days, it's just too much. And the amount of, you know, <laughs> bashing from uh, other fans saying, oh, well, we could have done this. We, we could have got through. Maybe we were with a full team. But do you really think that with key members of your squad out that you'd – Absolutely breeze it. I I don't think so. Not at all. It so go on, Griff. It looks like you're gonna say something. No, shaking his head. Um hey, it's we cover like you say, Andy, we we cover social media every week in one way or another, in one capacity or another, and it, it it's getting a bit tiring now. Um I mean, don't get me wrong, I love a good social media debate as much as the next man. Um, I love a good fish on social media. 
the problem with it is, and it's like you say, it's people fishing for likes and people fishing for comments and follows. Um, I'm going to say something edgy and not be able to back it up so that at least the, the same cohort of people will like my tweets and retweet them and get my little bit of five minutes of fame. That's fine. And don't get me wrong, like you, you guys all know that I've sat there in Steelers games where it's gone a couple of goals down and I've started fishing on the Orange Army page just to try and get some comments back just as a bit of entertainment. Not that, not not absolutely not slating that at all. When people start commenting back, don't just take your off, don't just take the half and just just, just go off on one. Because that's the key thing. It's and this become this principle in British hockey, like you say. I've got my opinion and you can't tell me any differently. That's fantastic. If you don't want people to discuss your opinion, don't put it on a public forum or on social media. And that's the problem. Uh, and there was far too much of, oh, it was rubbish, oh, there was no effort. And then the second that someone came back and said, no, it wasn't because of X, Y, and Z, particularly if that person was in Oldborg, all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, you're telling me I can't have my opinion and da, 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 and it'd be slating that person. If you could come back and say, no, I think it, but because I saw this and this, like you say, Dave, like that that then gives you the grounds to go, okay, I've, that's my opinion, that's why. Discuss. Don't just like, as soon as someone disagrees, just go off on one. That's all you're doing really there is showing that you've got absolutely no foundation to what you're saying whatsoever. It drives me mad. Um yeah, it's it's the same kind of thing as people that then go off on one about how the club respond back or what the club have said or what the club are putting out on social media or the fans have kicked off at me about this. It's like, but they've only really responded in kind. You know, it's it's not like the, the tone's not matched. Um, should the club be tweeting people back? Generally speaking, I'd just rather the club didn't tweet people back. I don't think it's particularly professional. Um, there have been a couple of times when I've seen Kieran respond to people directly and I think that's better because he is the person behind the account, but he's responding on his personal account and you know who it is. I don't think he should be coming directly from the club account just because realistically they should just not be responding to tweets. Someone tweets a question, fair enough, but don't tweet back on someone's opinion because all you're doing is opening a can of worms. But at the same time, you can't abuse the club and slate them over and over and over and over and over again. And then on the one tweet you get back, say, oh, that's disgusting. They spoke to me like that. Don't work. Um, you know, it's people expecting social media to have no consequence because they've said something and there's no one there. Um, I mean, quite literally defining keyboard warrior as far as that goes to, to my mind. Um, I mean, we're on a pretty negative kind of kilter already, gents. So while we're there, We've mentioned the, the 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 club not putting themselves in the best light over the first couple of days of the trip. We've had a few mentions of VPNs and whatever else. Um, I, th- I feel like we wouldn't really be doing his job as a podcast if we didn't discuss the webcast scenario at all. Uh, obviously, the double IHF or Alborg Pirates directly, I think, confirmed that there was going to be a webcast available. That webcast was going to be going out free by the double IHF website. Uh, and essentially the home games, so the Alborg games would be commented on in Danish. Uh, any other games would then just be left with no commentary. Um, the Steelers then come out and say that they're going to run a £30 webcast for the three games. Uh, and that that's going to be commented on by Jonathan Fernley and Ron Tudor. 
At which point I think we all turn around to each other and say, at what point is going someone going to say geoblock? And true to form, we wake up the next morning and see the words geoblock or you know something similar in that it's been location barred and the free webcast is now not available in Sheffield. They did clean it up. Um, they did clarify that it was that they bought the rights already uh, and that the Alborg Pirates hadn't told them that they were going to put that tweet out and it was a miscommunication between them. You like to think that was true. It's a bit of contradiction on the social media, but we'll not dig too deep into that. Uh, and then eventually they clean it all up and say, you know, we're going to do the webcast commentary. We're going to make it free with the commentary from Ron Shudra and Jonathan Fernley. And then if you want to pay the £30, and I think they reduced it to a £5 a game option as well. Um, if you want to reduce it, pay X amount of money, we'll then donate that to Sheffield Children's Hospital. So as a whole, a pretty good job of cleaning up the issue. Um, just as as I've, yeah, just an absolute dumpster fire, gents, like from the start. I just, just, I, yeah. I'll throw it over to you. The one thing you can guarantee, and when I say this, I say it with a sad tone, things guaranteed in life, birth, death, taxes, and Steelers PR being absolutely garbage. I've no issue from a business perspective of them putting a service on that allows the British commentators so that, you know, I, I'm not sure we have a, I think our average is about six and a half thousand. And I would be surprised if there's a, a few hundred who are very fluent in Danish. So I don't have a problem with them putting on a service that then goes work. We've got, we're paying for the service to have from children, John Fernley, uh, to commentate on the games. I've actually heard bits of it back because you can watch the games live on YouTube. Um, not bad at all, uh, given that it's, studio presenting not live when it's so it's completely different when you're not there and you're trying to create the energy in your voice from that so i've no, I've no problem with them doing the um the charge of the service it just you'd have the club say x you'd have factions of the club say y and for me it would have just been easy to go right this is the timeline this is what's happened this is what we're doing and you all sing off the same hymn sheet. This is it. Now, fair play to the club on the Thursday morning or the Friday morning. I can't remember when they actually changed it round. Friday morning. Was it Friday morning? Thank you. Fair play. It tied it up. Made the offer that after Costa covered, we'll make the donation to charity. Already, some Steelers fans are questioning the the the, um, the genuineness of that donation, which says more for them than the club it could have been done so easily so better you know more cleaner instead of getting to this point where it's fighting fires and the focus is away from the team trying to make a final for that 24 hours it was actually more about you know for one of a better phrase and i'm not saying they were doing this but we heard out denmark you know Steelers trying to con fans out of money screwing them for money just a cash cow and you kind of think on these weekends, it's not about the offering side, it's the team. It's that the, the focus is on that. That's what it should be. But for that period of time, it weren't. And I don't agree with any of them stuff that was said. Um, I just think, I, I don't think it's difficult to have a, a, just a smarter 
approach to the PR side of things, you know. And you know, if anybody listens to this and, and is, is a big fan of that person, fine, you know, critique me for it. But I just think it's easy to, you know, let's support the person, make sure that the PR's done and we're all on the same hymn sheet. There's just so many, it's just another example of it not being. And then it makes the club look daft. Which I suppose for me, is, as, as a fan, it's the worst bit. It's for a period of time, we look daft. And now, don't like that. But we kind of did it to ourselves. Yeah, that didn't, it, it was a pretty much like a, A, me- a complete mess up from the get go. I think it was whilst we were on the train. I think he's all we all mentioned. Okay, so there's going to be a geo block, and then I think I went to well, went to bed for a little bit, woke up, and then seen the post. Oh yeah, you can't get it in the UK. It's been geo blocked. So yeah, you knew that was going to happen. It was very badly done. Like you mentioned, that weekend, that should have just been, all right, you're on the ice. You you want your guys to win. That's it. That's all it needed to be said. Not having to do several PR stuff about saying, oh, we've got the rights. It's going to cost you. It's blocked. To, okay, it's not blocked anymore. But it can, the money that you can, you can pay to ours goes to, char- goes to charity. And then it's like, come on, guys, why don't you just say that from the beginning? Just go, right, we're doing this. This is what's going ahead. Because then, not only you've given you've given like <clears throat> fuel to the fire, pretty much for not just the people in social media that are just idiots anyway that'll want to pick the littlest things for you guys, but you've also given like pretty much the entire league something to poke fun at. And obviously that's where all the all the VPN jokes come into play. And even so at games where you would you had people chanting it as well. Just for a laugh because you know it's how stupid it was. Uh, it's just like we've mentioned before, it should be better. That's pretty much it. When you're the owner or anyone high up in any sort of club who has, you know, these ideas of, of what you're wanting to do, you've, you've got to make sure that, A, you, um, you've looked at other options that there are out there, and B, basically just be truthful as, as to why you are doing something so risky is this because as, as far as i know uh as far as i've been following the continental cup it's always been the norm um uh 
to have a free stream by the IIHF or uh, any other sort of close relation to, to the Conti Cup itself. As far as I know, there's always been a free stream or uh, something like that already on the cards. So when you are thinking about doing your own webcast and then also uh, charging, but then blocking the uh, free one from be, from being streamed. That's, this is what you've got to think about because you are opening a lot of kind of worms here. Uh, obviously, as a fan, you are going to want to watch the free one, of course. And when you block that one, it, it's, it's going to be carnage. And then say you're charging it at... 30 quid, which I suppose it's not too bad. You're getting three for price of two, but still, it's a lot of money. And if the club had just said in the first place, you know, um, we're going to put a stream on, but we're going to make it so that if, if you do you do pay for it, but it won't be as much, but every donation is going to go to a charity. And uh, I think that that's what I should have done from, from the very start. Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. It shouldn't have come to a point where they had to explain why why they were doing this, why they were charging this much, uh, you know. Uh, but I think they rectified it in the right way. But again, this is another uh, another example of how bad Steelers PR is. And honestly, really, really do miss Alex. Because... Uh, he made this this social media ship of a Steelers very stable, but without him, you know, it, 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 it's just that the old boys is like say uh, run riot with it, and it it just doesn't make good viewing. It, it makes us Steelers an absolute laughing stock of the league. So just needs to be careful is 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 to the decisions around what you're doing you've always got to explain it because you're going to get you know uh, a lot of angry people basically and that's what they got so i think having a more fairer way of doing it but then having that you know uh, explanation that this is going to away the course and not just now not just in our back pockets because we don't want you seeing a free stream I think that should have been clearly explained right at the start, 100%. Uh, but again, that's Steelers' social media for you. Yes, I disagree. I think it made for great viewing. It was hilarious reading it all on Twitter. It was fantastic. Um, no, I mean, you guys are right. It was, an, it was an absolute dumpster fire, as I say. There are many words that we could say if we weren't a family-friendly podcast, so we'll, we'll breeze past that swiftly. Um just absolutely ridiculous i mean you could pretty much pin down exactly how it was going to go the second that you saw there was going to be a double ihf webcast it was okay i wonder if we're going to oh yep Steelers are now doing oh and it's 30 pound and that's the first little crack that starts to appear is then people going please tell me that i've not just seen Steelers are charging 30 pound for a free webcast and then like we say in the back of your mind you're going when is this going to be geo blocked When's this going to be geoblocked? And all of a sudden, oh, actually, and it was the way it was phrased. It was the fact that it was the Albo Pirates have now advised that the the stream will not be available in the UK. 
And every single fan that read that, and I can guarantee you that because the four of us that were all sat there instantly sat there and went, so we've asked for it. Simple as that. So we've asked for it. And then you get all the backlash and you get the Steelers account tweeting back, which is exactly what I said earlier. I, I just hate seeing because realistically, the Steelers account just doesn't need to get involved. And then obviously they come out with a good save and, and I, I give them credit for the save. Um, there's one thing that I, I, I feel like we've got wrong up to this point or one thing that I think I've possibly interpreted wrongly. I don't think the intention was ever to go with a charity donation. The charity donation was done as a way of trying to sweep it under the carpet. And I think it's a kind of a harsh way of saying it, because in fairness, it is a, it is still a good deed. It is still a good gesture. And that's that's nothing bad against that. But the, make no mistakes, the charity donation was never on the cards when we first started charging £30. And if someone at the club who listens to this, I find that very unlikely. But if someone at the club listens to this and wants to tweet us and tell us that I'm wrong on that, please do. Because I'd love to know if it was actually in the original plan to charge and pay, and pay some of that to charity. However, to me, it was never on the cards. The whole point of that was to charge 30 quid, cover the costs, and make a bit of profit. And the thing is, profit isn't a dirty word, and we act like profit's a dirty word. And we've said this before, every single owner in this league, whether that's the Guildford owner, whose name I don't know, whether that's Neil Black, whether that's Tony Smith, anybody else that owns a league, a league, owns a team, they're in it for the money. It's a business. It's as simple as that. And they want to make profit. And when we come into next season and we've signed someone like Keaton Ellaby, someone with the, the, the CV of Keaton Ellaby, or we sign another Connolly or Valorand or Eberle, that's done because we're making profit. Now, the backlash for me comes from how it was handled. If we'd have put it out straight away to say... We're going to run the webcast at £30. It's not going to be available in the UK. The free stream isn't going to be available in the UK. But we're going to run a webcast and it's going to be £30. You'd have probably still got your complainers because naturally it's social media and it's British hockey. And those two on their own come with complainers, let alone combining British hockey on, with social media. But it wouldn't have been so drawn out. And that was the problem. It lasted a good two days of bickering and complaining and bitterness on social media. You know, that it's as simple as that. You look at um, the CHL games, and I, one of you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but the CHL games are obviously all, they're all shown obviously on YouTube for free. As far as I'm aware, we can't watch the, or in, in, in the past, we've not been able to watch the British games on YouTube because they're being shown on Premier Sports. How many times have we seen people complaining about that on Twitter? They only complain about the commentators. That's it. I've never <laughs> seen anybody go in, Premier Sports are charging for a free stream, which is essentially, they're doing the exact same thing. And the reason they're doing it? Profit. It's not a dirty word. And the biggest principle that came out of this, which is, again, we could use many words to describe it that we can't use on this podcast. But the biggest principle that came out of this, and I, I cannot get behind this tagline at all, we're fans, not customers. 
I think you need to take two steps back and realise they're the same thing. Because as far as I noticed, uh, I still pay for my season ticket. I still pay for my £5 games. £8. I still go to away games. If I miss something, someone please tweet me and tell me if I need to just start going to games and saying I'm a fan, actually, I don't pay, then please let me know because, you know, that'd be fantastic. Buy a new stick. You could buy a new, many new sticks. But they're one and the same thing, and that's the thing. And it's this principle of we're fans, we deserve better than this. Well, you, again, you're dishing it out, you're getting an explanation, and you're not happy about the explanation. Well, you know, unfortunately, it's the way it goes. When the Steelers get back to a point where they're, they're not competing in the league and they're finishing mid-table, or they're finishing under that playoff line, you know, We'll be resurfacing screenshots of tweets that came out this year of people complaining that the club was trying to make a profit. Simple as that was, as for me, it's, it's it was handled poorly. And like you said, Dad, the, the key phrase that you used over the weekend, Dave, was the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. And I think that was the best way to sum it, sum that up, because there I, were you get one tweet of we're not stopping people from watching the free one, and then next minute you'd get somebody else within the club tweeting. We've bought the rights, and so you can't watch it. And you're going, well, those two don't work. They're coming from the same source. And it just felt for me, you could have easily just said, right, this is what's going to be put out. This is the hymn sheet. This is how you sing it. You may not have a good voice, but by Christ, that's what you sing. Simple. Businesses, other, you know, football teams, um, rugby teams. When I say cricket teams, that's a bit of a moot point at this moment in time. But they all sing off that hymn sheet. They, they know what the, what the club is going to say, and that is it. And I just don't think it's difficult to do. It's, and it's not even a knowledge is, is currency scenario. It's just, that's the line. There you go. But, hey-ho, it's happened. We moved on. The club saved it to a degree. And it meant that people could still watch the the Conor Cup who didn't have to fork out £30. Or if they did, it was going to go to a charity. And I wear the charity as well with the Children's Hospital. So, good pick on that score. That was the other thing that frustrated me was people saying, if you want your money to go to the the charity rather than the club, why not just donate? And I was like, but... I mean, the Steelers openly said, we'll cover the cost of like Vision Mix and whatever, and then anything else raised will go to charity. I appreciate that that might not be what people want to hear, but at the same time, the club don't want to run a loss. I guarantee you the club will have run a loss this weekend. I guarantee you, because there's not going to be many, particularly after all the backlash and people complaining, there's not going to be many people that don't that, that paid £30. It, it, it's just like, OK, I want one thing... I'm going to complain. This is the thing. It was the same people with them them complaining that we weren't good enough because we lost the game. Because the sour grapes had gone off and they couldn't find any salt to go with it. It was the same people that were whinging about that. We weren't good enough. We're playing with 16 players. If you want us to sign six players as injury cover, then we're going to need money. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway. You're talking common sense there, Joby. <sighs> I'm trying. Have we got anything else to add on this? Because quite frankly, I'm I'm getting angry. <laughs> well, 
before going on the final, let's let's raise the uh, the mood in it. Oh yeah, I mean, it's Alborg, specific, Alborg, you've got well, I think we've covered it to death if we're honest, but Alborg, you've definitely got four fans here, and 100%. I think I speak for us all. Thank you for a great weekend. Straw poll, straw poll. Out of the four of us, who bought a We Will Rob You t-shirt? Say aye if you did. Aye. No, Ooh, Andy, no, missing out. Aye, I also bought one. Who bought a Socky jersey? Say aye if you did. Aye. Aye. Aye, so that's four of us. Who bought a jersey? Aye. Aye. Anybody buy any of the merch? I'd have got a polo top if it had one my size. It would have looked, it would have looked like a really dodgy crop top if I got the ones that were left. Mm. They were all small, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, the, the merch was top-notch, and I think the fact that we bought so much just, just tells you all you need to know. I know that was the easiest way of saying it. Um, I mean, as far as we go as far as far we go with, with Denmark, there's two other things I've got written down. They're both going to be relatively quick. One of the ones is Captain Ding Dong. Ding Dong, we love you. Captain Ding Dong was the uh, the mascot for the Albor Pirates. Um, I think I, I don't. If, I mean, speak up if you disagree with this, gents. But I think hands down our favourite mascot in the world right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, particularly <laughs> yes. when he skates towards the um, the Steelers fan base and makes a censored. Did you say censored? Non-family friendly. Non-family friendly gesture at the Steelers fan base because they're chanting at him. It was just absolute quality. Um, he was fantastic the whole way through the weekend. Kind of had half the group, half the fans going, "I can't believe that just happened." The other half going, "That's hilarious." And just for context of those, listen, in Europe you don't have the family-friendly angle. Hallelujah. As promoted as it is in the UK, and I'm not saying it's a good thing or bad thing. Um, that's that's a different, this is, that's a different conversation for different podcasts for another day. We, we need a couple hours on that one. So in, in Europe, it's it's you go to the game. There's none of this. It's all about the families. It's you know, I I thought it was I thought it was hilarious. He, he and then and like I said on the other days he'd come round and he actually would come to the Steelers fans get photos. He was brilliant, absolutely top notch. Get Alborg Sheffield. You need Captain Ding Dong. Just 100%. not enough Pirates of the Caribbean music played throughout the weekend. <laughs> I said didn't it? I said Disney. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add on Ding Dong? That's a weird sentence to say. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll end it on that one. So, uh, the last thing I have from Denmark, gent, is how nice was it to be in a terrace? How nice was it to be in a proper standing area? And this is me coming from me on crutches on the Sunday. How nice was it standing and su- I'm following and supporting hockey for a full game in a standing area again, like it was in Rungstead? Hockey stood up is a lot better. Mm. Just facts. Coventry, when I go, particular corner, standing. Nothing, beer, to with, nothing to do with the fact that you can fall in within seconds, not literally fall in, uh, and you're in the bar. But standing up is just a lot better at hockey. We stand up at the very back row. Um, yeah. I'd love to see that in Sheffield, behind the goal where we shoot twice. And I know that would upset scenes to get older, it's been there 25 years plus. But that would be the ultimate area, have a standing section, and I tell you, guarantee you'd have the people who want to sing with the drums, you know, maybe even flags if they really allowed it, you'd have an uptick in atmosphere. 
because for me, I felt that the standing the terrace actually helped the atmosphere because you weren't sat down and relaxed. Although you could sit down, because I know that a couple in our group did. Um, you were stood up, you were ready to, to chant, you were ready to clap, you were ready to, to get involved. Yeah, it was superb. We need it in the UK. Safe standing. I know a football team, I think, man, you were rail, is it, it's called rail seats, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Now, if arenas could do it where it's temp, you could put them in and take them out for when it's not hockey. I think, I tell you what, I'd move my season ticket to there, and I think clubs would be onto a winner if you had that. Not in centre ice, you know, 2 on 8, not behind the stage where the opposition team shoots twice. Get it at the other end. I tell you now, atmosphere off the charts. Yeah, you're spot on there. Like we. Having it behind the net, it's perfect. It's just like. When GB played against Hungary, Budapest, it was all behind the net, and it's it's brilliant to watch hockey stand, standing up. Like obviously we do it for GB games anyway. Mostly all stood up apart from that Slovakia game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I'll talk about that one. Yep, and it's just it is brilliant because then obviously. You stood up, chanting away, drinking away. It's it's great, and then obviously can you, you're not having to like move your feet to like let someone go past you when you sat down. You just stand back a little bit, and they just go through. You just it's, it works so well. And obviously, it does it. You don't have to actually get up and then move along to go to the bar or to the toilet or to join a conga line. I mean, I guess there's no need to keep mentioning the conga line. Did you? Go on, let's do Joe the can't conga. Joe can't do a conga. I mean, I will say, if all goes to plan, we will have already had the conga as the intro music for this podcast. And that will... That, uh, Fully behind that, it'll have been mean that does it. So, I'd you know, if you can't beat them, join them, Joe. Yeah, pretty much. I tried that and I fell over. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's not the yeah. first time you fell in a hockey game in Denmark, is it, Joe? <laughs> no, the last time it was graceful. It was actually, to be fair, it was. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like you meant to do it. <laughs> Totally did. <laughs> well, yeah, 100% terraces. I mean, uh, this is why European hockey is better than, I said, North America and the UK because it just brings a whole different atmosphere to to a game. Uh, I don't even remember Dave, but you uh, don't even have to remove any seats to have that standing area because uh, when we went to see Sparta Pra, uh, they didn't sit down. The seats were still there, but they were all stood up, and yeah. the atmosphere in there was incredible. Absolutely oh, so incredible. Take it to on. There was a guy with a uh, megaphone at the bottom as well. He was uh, telling me which chant to do and all that. He was getting fired up, and that's really what we're needing. That it, I know Cardiff already do that with Block 13, but if you had that with every sort of team in the league, I think it'd be fantastic for the league as a whole. And, you know... Uh, like you've all said, some football teams are starting to do that now over here. 
Uh, I think it is something that definitely needs to catch on. Like I said, you don't need to remove the seats. Keep the seats as they are. Just let the whole block stand. That's that's all, that's all you got to do. And, and I think... With a megaphone. Yeah, absolutely 100% with megaphone. And, uh, yeah, but... Uh, don't about you guys, gents, but uh, had a bit of a tip-off from one of the volunteers at the game. Uh, if, we did come, if we did go back to Arbo, watch them play with Frederick Sharvin because uh, they are their rivals. And basically, whenever they enter the ice, uh, the, uh, the Frederick Sharvin team, the fans throw fish at them. Mm. Apparently, it's uh, it's quite a tradition, so we should definitely go and see that. Apparently, several fish. It's not just. It's not like yeah. a. It's not like a singular fish situation. It is. It is literally multiple fish being thrown at the opposition, <laughs> and apparently the building sells out every game as well. I'm all for that. <laughs> so, so it's not a singular piece of trout that's thrown on the ice then. No, they've not got to. Other fish are available. Like a, a few. <laughs> 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 they went to the uh, the Lidl 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 on the road Lidl Lidl yeah the Lidl on the Netto for some macho peas <laughs> <laughs> brilliant have we got any, have we got anything else for Denmark gents are we happy to wrap up on uh, on that one We'll wrap up on the, the super final in terms of who's been in, who's going to be in the final. So we've already said that Alborg and Gunnell from our group. In the other group, it's Carabanga. Carabanga. I just, I just want to thank Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and Krakow's host, both hosts made it to the uh, the final. So they announced uh, probably next week who actually hosts the super final. Um, and the winner of that goes into the CHL. You do. That segues quite nicely on, but I've just got to say first, you say you think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I can't help but think Dr. No with Scaramanga and Dr. No, because that's literally... (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, CHL, go. So, we'll go through the scores, because obviously we've not done a pod with the first leg, so both legs have played in the the first knockout round, so we'll go as follows. So, Munich v Freeborg. Munich went through 7-4 aggregate. Uh, after two games, uh, Tapera versus Vexo. Tapera made it 6 4. Yeah, uh, shock of the uh, the knockout stage, Salzburg versus Rouen. Felicitations at Rouen going through 4 3 in aggregate, winning the home game 3 0 and scoring in the last five minutes in the Salzburg round to go through. Uh, Rogler versus Europe 7 4 to Rogler. That's their first season in the CHL. Uh, Sparta Prague uh, go through against Galefia 4-3 on aggregate, a tight one. The one that I said was going to be a bit of a you know powerhouse game, close, two big teams, far from it. Frulunda and Manaheim. Frulunda went through 14-2 on aggregate after winning the first round 10-1, and that was after Manaheim went up 1-0. Uh, Klagenfurt versus Lexan. No, uh, Klagenfurt, no. I'm saying it. Don't be upset, Joe. Can't do no, it. Just can't. No. It has to happen. Let us see Joke it. Let us talk. won the first leg four 0 uh, Lexand managed to win eight one in the second round. And I now just realised why you were so disappointed in the uh, our chat about that scoreline. Um, Shame. And then we go on to the eighth one, and I'm doing it on purpose. 
Because I think for the first time in 78 episodes of this podcast, when we've talked about Tito, we're going to be absolutely uh, more than disappointed. 79. Lucarama versus Bolzano have played one game out of two. Lucarama won 3 1. Lucarama confirmed that they have uh, some COVID cases with the team and they couldn't play the second game. Fair enough, makes sense. The CHL have decided that the team that had to pull out the game, they'll go through and we'll use the first leg. No scores for the second leg, so just a one leg time. What a load of rubbish. Shambles. Gong show. Absolute garbage. Shambles. For me, for me, it should have been a forfeit score line. So three or five nil to Balzano. The excuse is they haven't got the time to fit the game in, which is fine. I get that. Not a problem. Now, unless it, the rules are in place where if a team has to pull out of a knockout game due to COVID that used the one the game already played. That's the only explanation I can think of. Now, how they've come to this, uh, I just think it's, it's rubbish. They could have easily gone, Balzano won the game 3-0, 5-0. Um, and then you'd have had a natural progression of that tie. Even though the second leg weren't played. And I think for the first time in the, the years that the CHL have been going, I think the CHL have dropped the ball on this one. Big time. And if I was a Balzano fan, I'd be more than a little peeved off. Well moderated. Mm. Thank you. You're very welcome. Wrong podcast. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's still <clears throat> Bolzano fans commenting now on each single post on Facebook going on about going on about it and it's like fair play to you I had to have been fuming as well that was just, I, it was just it's like as if oh, as if they've like gone to the pits like a few people out of the crowd at a random hockey game and gone do you think they should go through do you think do you think actually no we'll spin a wheel was it the wheels in that bar that we were in last night? Possibly. It wouldn't surprise me, to be fair. It was just, it's just stupid. It's, it's like, why? Would that even come into your head? Oh, yeah, you can't play the game. That's fine. You go ahead. You win. Like, surely that's just not. It's not even a sportsman like. Like you can't play it either. Okay. There's your forfeit. Three nil loss. That three nil loss would have made it what four three. And then Bolzano go through. It's as if they're like just showing that they're heavily favouring the Finnish teams are Swedish team to go through. In this case, a Finnish team, especially with World Championships coming up next year. It's like, is are you playing like favoritism here? Come on now, it's just stupid. It, it's diabolical. 
I mean, what was going through their heads when they were thinking about the options to uh, to do this? I'll never know. I'll never know at all. Uh, so many ways you can go about it other than just, you know, basically punishing um, Bolzano uh, and then not the team that's had the problems with COVID. So I don't know how that works out. Where you punish the team who uh, who want to play and, and who can play, but you know he's going to favour the team that can't play because of COVID. It doesn't make sense whatsoever, and I don't know who who makes these decisions, but they've got to think back at this and um, really hang, hang their heads in, heads in shame. Really, I mean, all they could have took is a basically a Lexans and a Klagenfurt where you had one them absolutely romp in the first game but you never know Bolzano could have uh, pulled out something out of the extraordinary on that return leg and that's always what, what you got to keep in mind is that it, it, okay it, it may have been it may have not not been the way that Bolzano would have pulled off something incredible like that, but you never know what could happen in this, in this competition, as it has, you know, shown in many times before. We've had many upsets, but it doesn't mean that there's going to be no more in the future. And just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. No sense at all. And I, I don't blame the Bolzano supporters for being absolutely incredibly angry. I'm, I'm angry for them because. It's, it's just unfair. You cannot punish a team when they they want to play, when they can play. It just doesn't make any sense at all. So a big, big, big balls up by management there. Massive. What would you have done if what they had done for, say, the Klagenfurt like same game, considering Austria are in lockdown? Where if Klagenfurt couldn't get over there, would they have said, oh yeah, Klagenfurt, you've won the game? They've done that. I know, Joe, you would have loved that. But Yeah, Roy. It's, it's just what we... You just don't know what actually is coming to their heads just thinking that's the correct decision to make. I just can't follow it. I just... Yeah, it's it's mind blowing, but I I don't even know what to say about it. To be fair, it's happened. You know, unfortunately, it's happened. Um, you know, we don't agree with it for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. Other than that. Crack on. I mean, presumably, like the, the the guys at the um the CHL social media were basically just thinking, do you know what? We can't screw up as much as the Steelers did. So uh, actually, we'll just we'll post this now, and we might not take as much of a hit. Uh, a little bit, little bit of a hold my bear moment. <laughs> Literally, I just can't follow it. I I think it's it's ridiculous. It's not fair. Um, it's like you guys say, what's the harm in saying it's a three 0 forfeit? You know, if if one team's won five nil, and the other team then, you know, and then they have to forfeit the second game, they still go through five three on aggregate. So it's still 
a system that would then allow something other than just the team to be able to turn around and go, yeah, we can't be asked to travel now, actually. Ten of our players have got COVID. Okay, no worries. You guys won the first game, so off you pop. You you summed it up best, Gref, when we first saw it and we posted it in the chat. And you said, like, well, what's to stop Ruan from saying, you know, we're winning 3-0. Sorry, Salzburg, we've got COVID. What, what, what would be to stop him from doing it? Do it all. And like I say, you know, you don't mind if there was a scoreline and it still didn't give the team that wasn't affected the win. You then had a system that fits within sport, if that makes sense. Yeah. But never mind. Um, life goes on. Um, the quarterfinals are already determined. So Red Bull Munich versus one game Luca. Uh, Tapra versus Rouen, Roglic versus Sparta Prague, and then an all Swedish affair for Lunda versus Lexang. Been an interesting uh, lead up. I mean, can we see anybody but Frölunda? <laughs> That's usually the way forward. There's every chance a repeat of a Frölunda Red Bull Munich final. Let's just hope the Munich. However, this time. I don't know what the permutations are, but I'd like that game to be in Munich. Could you imagine the Olympia Stadium absolutely heaving for that game? Um, yeah, honestly, I, well, it'd be interesting to see. I just hope that Munich can do it this time. So that yeah, that's CHL. I think the the next round's in about three or four weeks. Fair play. Anything else to add on CHL? Other than everybody's shock horror that, like you're saying, 79 episodes, we've finally slated the CHL rather than praising it. I think we all need to have a sit down. Okay, well, the sit down moment has come because, gents, it's this is the point where we lead, let Stafford go. Um. Stafford's story, Stafford's stats, that's your aim, mate. I mean, I'm sure there's stories that you could probably tell from the weekend, or it's stats, it's up to you. Well, obviously there's a lot of stories, but it's like, could I pick one that's PC enough? Good luck. <laughs> Good luck, mate. <laughs> that's not been discussed already, is. Um, the Riga fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, one very drunk Riga fan, yeah, uh, who first decided to uh get his top off basically, and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a sight in itself. Uh, but then he, well, I say it improved, it, it, it didn't improve, um, but um, the humor level did, oh, yeah, it did, absolutely. So, uh, turned out not only did he uh, relieve himself all of himself um but also <laughs> I, can't, I, can't I think the term would be soil himself yes i was looking for, for anything other than uh you know he's followed through followed <laughs> <laughs> through and um oh god i know we're ice level but we're also stain level as well oh god that that was that was one hell of a low just Left. 
Oh, God. Riga fans or something else. <laughs> they are. Yes, they were. There was the one who fell and nearly took me and Griff out. Oh, yes, yeah. I was just, we were just like, we were talking about next thing, like, both legs buckle, right? well, one each, man, and grass. Oh, the... No. What's happened there? He's, like, gone from the concourse area and he slipped and gone through the railing in, into us. He's like... Oh, no, you, you just could have asked if you wanted to stand with us. Oh, was that the guy in the suit? Yeah. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, he did. Almost yeah. Of pain. He proper decked it. <laughs> I've got another story as well. I've, I've just remembered. Um, I've, I've, I've briefly told you guys. Is it PC? Yes, it is. Incredible PC, don't oh. I? Um, so uh, there's me and Swifty in, in, in uh, the room because uh, you guys are on uh, the fourth floor. We're on the second floor. And basically, in the hotel we were in, uh, nobody could access any other floors apart from one that was assigned to their key card. So it, it was normally, you know, I was having to ring each other up if we wanted to go to, go to each other's floors to let us in. Same for the lifts as well. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. Beautiful hotel. Uh, and so it was me and Swifty, we were basically packing up, um, I think, on, on the last day. And uh, I hear some knocking, and uh, we think it's housekeeping. Uh, so, but we we feel like it's coming from our door. So we just leave it for a bit, uh, and, and then it keeps going. And then it, it's it's like a tune. It's it's like the so that sort of thing. So then I got thinking as to maybe it's you guys that's come from the fourth floor down the stairs, and and is wanting to get into our. Uh, to our floor to get into the room or, or or to see us so i go outside uh someone someone i don't know who it is it's me thinking it's, it's one of you for of you guys he's still knocking doing the tune knocks and i do a knock back so i go and then this guy just speaks in danish and i, I yeah i like oh. it back into out I, I i like it back into my room don't even let the poor guy in i, I just like it right to the room because <laughs> I genuinely thought he was one of you guys. There's a common theme that you get blamed in most stuff. Joe, I, I got the blame for it. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Well, it's a very Joe thing to do. But... Well, so was turning your bag inside out, but it wasn't me. That's not going to happen, though, is it? Could be. <laughs> Brilliant. This is great. It's two Stafford stories for one. <laughs> well, it makes up for the week you couldn't have any, did he? This is true, yeah. This is true. Should we trip more often, boys? I mean, get a lot of stories out of them. We've got one in a few weeks, mate. <laughs> well, in theory. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, I, I think I'll just briefly go through the Elite League. My phone will let me just very quickly go on the Elite League website. I I'm not really well prepared at the moment. Okay, so the league table as it stands, uh, obviously Sheffield haven't been playing this weekend, has been in, in Conti Cup. So we have in currently first place, we have Guildford Flames with 17 points. Then we have Sheffield with 16 points. Uh, Cardiff in third with 13. Belfast in fourth with 12. Manchester in fifth with 11. Nottingham in sixth with 10. Coventry in seventh with nine. Fife in eighth with six. Dundee in ninth with three and Glasgow in tenth with two points out of the uh, current 
slightly delayed season that they're going through. Um, currently in top point scorers, it's all change at the top. We have Manchester Psalms, Adam Brady at the top with 14 points. Then we have Guildford's Jamal Watson with 14 also. Uh, Brody Reed moved down to third with 13 points. Then we have another Guildford entry in Ian Waters with 13. And also in 13, another Cardiff player, Justin Crandall, uh, has replaced a, a very dominant uh, Sheffield uh, points tally at the moment. So it's good to see a bit more variety at the top. Uh, actually, Rock Stoganovitz, even after not playing this season, uh, not, not playing this weekend, gone. Uh, still leads with the best save percentage, 93.62. Uh, then we have Kevin Linskoog with 93.13. Matt Carruth with 92.51. CJ Mott with 91.98. And Shane Owen with 91.18. So, just looking very top at the t- uh, very uh, tight at the top now, boys, with uh, obviously Sheffield not playing. A few games in hand now, though. Uh, but uh, it's looking very interesting indeed. All important game for Sheffield Guildford on Sunday. Um, sound. I mean, Jenny, we, we, do we go straight into predictions from there? Sure. Yeah, let's go for it. So Saturday, uh, we have Cardiff versus Belfast in Cardiff League action. Belfast four two. Cardiff 3-2 in overtime. Cardiff 4-3. In regulation? Yes. Ooh, exciting. Uh, I've got Cardiff 5-4 in OT. Uh, Dundee-Manchester in Dundee. League action again. I feel ill for this. Manchester 3-1. Thank you for that. Because I've got Manchester 5-3. You're very welcome. <laughs> On podcast. There we go. <laughs> Manchester 4-2. <laughs> That's funny you should say that, Andy, because I've also got Manchester 4-2. <laughs> Can I just... Hold on. We Is just that the first time we've gone for a full-out for Manchester winning? Full sweep of Manchester winning. Get a brooms out. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Um, Glasgow's first home game. Glasgow Coventry. Ooh. League game again. Coventry 5-2. I've gone with Clan winning 3-1. I'm going to go Clan as well. Uh, 2-1. I've gone Coventry 4-3. Fife Guildford in Fife league game again. Guildford 3-1. Guildford 6-1. Wow. Okay. Guildford 4-1. Andy, you need to stop doing this. I've put Guildford (laughs) 4-1. I'm like Countdown where I show my paper to show that I had it. (laughs) Uh, Last game on the Saturday is a Challenge Cup game. It's the only Challenge Cup game of the weekend. Sheffield, Nottingham in Sheffield. Nottingham 5-3. Sheffield 5-2. Nottingham 3-1. I've won Sheffield 5-3. Oh, 
Uh, Sunday, Belfast Dundee in Belfast. Belfast 5-2. Belfast 4-2. Belfast 6-3. I've gone with Dave, Belfast 5-2. Uh, Nottingham 5 in Nottingham. Nots 4-2. Nuts 5-1. Nottingham 4-1. Andy, I swear to God. <laughs> Plagiarism that's going off is ridiculous. Nottingham 4-1. Right, I've gone with that. Manchester, Glasgow. In Manchester, Glasgow 4-3 in overtime. I'm saying it first because if anybody else says it, then it's not. 5-2 <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> I've gone 4 2 Manchester. Glasgow, 4 3 in overtime. No. Um... <laughs> um... Ooh. You like Manchester? Sorry. It's alright. Um... Yeah, Mr. Manchester 3 1. Oh. Sorry, boys. I've. Stopped a full sweep for Manchester across the weekend, and I am not sorry about that at all. Um, Coventry, Cardiff, in Coventry, on TV. No one is selfish for Cardiff. Coventry, 5-3. Coventry, 2-1. Cardiff, 4-3. And Cardiff five three, you were so close. Oh. Uh, Guildford, Sheffield in Guildford. Guildford three two in overtime. Guildford five four in overtime. Uh, Guildford. I'm hold on. Guildford four three in overtime. I'm saying it now before. You... <laughs> <laughs> um. I would say Guildford 4-2. Fair enough. And then last game, Glasgow 5 in Glasgow on Tuesday. Glasgow 5-2. So it's not those two carrying it on. It's us two, Dave. Can I put Glasgow 5-2? Standard in first, mate. Ooh. Uh... Glasgow 2-0. Uh, Glasgow 5-2. Oh, no. Sorry, it's a no. three. It's a three. <laughs> Glasgow 3-2. That's all the predictions, gents. Do we have any other business to discuss? Apart from our social media outlets. Would you like to go ahead with those? I might as well, because you forget them. Um, I do. <laughs> So, um, on, we'll go Instagram and Twitter, first of all, at MSA Podcast on both platforms. On Facebook, the group My Fancies and Bony Podcast, where we will put our podcasts on. From next week, a little bit of exclusive, we're going to set up a an MSA Podcast group so that people can interact, give opinions, give us some thoughts for the, for the next podcast and ones after that. So, 
see you'll get an invite in your inboxes if you uh, are liking our main page on facebook um get involved we'll uh, even uh, add the uh may, may just put a question out and get the, uh, the most interesting answers for the future recordings so that's us on um facebook twitter instagram you won't get us on tiktok although there was potentially some material uh, some interesting dancing that could have made it on tiktok um dancing <laughs> but yes. again what goes on tour stays on tour unless you jail and get injured all right <laughs> honestly honestly it's just like you guys are never gonna earn that you're not gonna let it go um it's just, it's just like a, it's like a three pound transaction fee mate. <laughs> it's just always gonna be there I've just realised now I've set my virtual background to Captain Ding Dong. It's like he's peering over my shoulder every so often. Um, <laughs> he's not gesturing now, is he? <laughs> he's given the royal wave. But nothing else to uh, to add, gents. I think the, the, the most optimal way of finishing this podcast before we uh, say our thank yous and goodbyes is, uh, is just to reiterate a big thank you to Simon. Uh, what yes. a legend. The goat of this podcast. Goat. Honestly, this this episode will be titled Episode Seventy Nine: A New Goat. Not to reference any Star Wars films at all. Um, well, yeah, Simon, the new goat. Thank you very much again. Keep listening. Uh, feel free to tweet us with any questions or anything that you've got because we like to hear from everybody anyway. Uh, particularly when they buy us alcohol. Like, yeah, I mean, it says much that we. Main, naming him the goat after buying his alcohol it sets our uh, bar levels low but you know what hey ho never mind um nope. ended bar levels exactly um we had, we, there was a couple of other people that said oh you know we heard you podcasting that so uh if you see us i mean we had the, the tour t-shirts were great that added to the weekend um i think maybe maybe the playoff weekend we may see a return or an updated version of the part of the uh the bbm on tour uh t-shirts so no, it's can't be BBM because we're not going to be able to get we're not going to be able to get Bacardi Breeze up. We have yeah. months, we have months to work and plan this one out, Joseph. Yeah, true. You may be right. However, can we just get T-shirts to say Captain Ding Dong on tour? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just walking around Concord. <laughs> that happens anyway. Never mind with Captain Ding Dong. Yeah. Um, yeah, still you know, if you see us, give us a shout. Or a beer. Let us know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Normally it's rubbish, but you know what we can we can live with that. Yeah. And again, thank you, Simon. I'll reiterate that because in fairness, we sit here and, and talk at ourselves for two hours, ten minutes. It was nice to find someone coming over and saying they listen and now the, the alcohol was extra incentive, but as a whole, it was quite nice to know we don't just do this to to put it out to an empty social media channel. So uh, we get one person listen, great. <laughs> yeah. So, but now honestly, um, big thank you to Simon, as we say, a new goat. And uh, yeah, anything else anybody wants to add? No. Okay then. Uh, so from from everybody here at my fancy Zamboni, Dave, tack, tack to you too, um, tack to Griff and Andy. 
Um, good to go over the uh, the stories from the weekend. Um, I suspect this may happen for months and years on end, but it I just shows how good the weekend it were. Um, and we could talk about the ones that we can't put on the uh, the podcast. Again, more material for a live show if we ever do one. Definitely an over eighteen audience. On some of them. Uh, but no, thanks guys. Uh, thanks to the listeners, Simon and everyone else. Um, thanks for giving up your time or wasting your time listening to us, however, however you want to describe it. Um, makes it worthwhile. So thank you very much. 100%. 100%. Andy, tack. Tack Joe, tack Griff, tack Dave, uh, tack for everyone listening at home. And a massive special tack again for Simon. Uh, really, really massively appreciated. Uh, the love for you here is is through the roof. So thank you very much. Uh, much appreciated. Really nice to meet you as well. Um, and yeah, uh, just final football. He said, I, I don't know about you guys, but uh, we need to get this all Borg Frederick Sharvin game sorted. Because imagine what what Captain Dean Long would be like to the uh, Frederick Sharvin fans if we do get any. That's true. That is- <laughs> That's <laughs> worth witnessing. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Uh, last but not least, uh, Gref, Tack. I hope you don't have any more uh, asthma attacks in airports or, or planes. Tack, Joe. Uh, staff, Tack. And to Grant here, Tack. But also, let's get a, a GoFundMe page set up for Joe so he can get some conga lessons going. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get the asthma attacks in before you got in the conga line. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention anything until you mentioned that. but okay, I'm sure. I really believe you. Yeah, I'd never do that. Well, yeah, thanks to everyone that's listening as well. It's, it is, like Joe mentioned, when you get someone coming up to you saying, oh, yeah, I actually listened to your, your podcast, it actually makes you think, okay, this is actually worth staying up at, like, 20 past or 25 past 12 on a Friday when you got work. The next day or even later when we used to do it as well god yeah and so we used to do it well into 3 a.m yep brilliant yeah you're not wrong you're not wrong it does make you very worthwhile uh now everybody listening tack i can't remember what thank you very much is so we'll just stick with tack um yeah keep waving those flags and uh thank you for listening to another episode of my fancy zamboni <laughs>